Welcome back to another episode of High Time for True Crime. I'm Khadijah. And I'm Catherine. And today we're discussing the last bit of Lorena. Um, For you guys, we will be on episode three towards the end of the Amazon special. And then we will be getting into episode four, um, kind of. We're pretty much just going to wrap it all up. Like, it's episode four is mostly just kind of what happens to Lorena and John after the trials. Yeah. And we Um, really don't give a fuck about what happened to John, necessarily. (laughs) I mean... We got to talk about Lorena it. Lorena gets better and John just gets worse, honestly. But there really isn't anything else that really is new, too new no. in this fourth episode. But where we left off was um, uh, Lorena was on the stand and she was talking about how when she got to the hospital right after she cut John's penis off and after she went to, what's her face's name? What's her name? Uh, Jana. To Jana's house. Um, they pretty much went to the hospital uh, afterwards because she was just like I've been you know raped by my husband I've been abused by him so they took a full like examination um, and she pretty much was like you know talking to the police and just giving her side of the story and then he turned on the tape recorder and he asked you questions and you answered the questions do you remember saying to him then I was angry already and I turned my back and the first thing I saw was the knife. I remember, yes. And then you said, then I took it and I was just angry. I was just mad. Do you remember saying that? Yes, ma'am. And that was the truth, too. Yes, ma'am. Yes. They passed that knife and the pictures around. And for the benefit, I will tell you that she might have thought about going to medical school because that was such an amazing cut. So this guy literally was just kind of like, if she cut his penis off so clean, then like she might as well be a surgeon. Like it's so fucking stupid. And it's just like really obnoxious. Like every part of this documentary is like super obnoxious when men speak because they do the dumbest shit ever. And it's just super tone deaf. It's just super ridiculous. Nobody really even needs your input. Like especially the documentary is that she should be a doctor. The only doctor or the only two people that I care to hear from is like the urologist early on. And then like maybe one other person and Lorraine's husband later on um (laughs) definitely not howard fucking stern oh no not at all but um we do get a part where um dr susan pretty much just sums up everything it's just like yes lorena was mentally ill yes she had was suffering yes she had a lot of physical and emotional abuse done to her that's why she lashed out and just kind of like putting all the men back in their place because they just want to be idiots and say stupid shit out the side of their necks but at the same time, she is also there to prove that in a moment um, where you feel that you're in fear for your life or that it's built up to the point where you literally don't know when something's going to happen to you next, that this is what's ha- going to happen. People will attack what is attacking them or what is hurting yeah. them. And in this case, uh, the last one that attacked her and physically hurt Lorena was John's penis and she cut it off. And, I mean, all the idiot men are just like, oh, but what about the dick? You know, like, his dick is going to be cut off. Like, he's not going to be a man anymore, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, whatever he did to Lorena is far, far exponentially, exponentially worse than what Lorena did to him. And there's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it, like, at all. But we then, of course, get more idiot men speaking, fucking Howard Stern. I don't even think people, people even respect him. People that I've asked about him since hearing about him on this are like, I guess he's better now. I don't really know shit about Howard Stern. Me neither. He's always been like... 
trash. Yeah. I mean, I think he's on the same... Well, yeah, he's, like, on the same level as, like, Harvey Weinstein for me. Like, I just think he's a trash person. Yeah. But here's a clip from him. <laughs> um, she did it herself, and now she'll have to pay the consequences. Hey, John Wayne. Yeah. I got the whole thing figured out after watching your wife's testimony. Yeah. She just wanted to hold on to you. Yeah. Yeah. She got mad. I broke up with her. She was hurting, and she wanted me to hurt. And that's why she did that. I don't even buy this whole thing that he was raping her and stuff. Like, she, you know, she's not that great looking. She's got a lot of pimples, your ex-wife. Yeah. I thought so. Her <laughs> skin didn't look that good. I think she needs a little vitamin bobbit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yikes. Yeah, I literally wrote a list. Go for it. That I had to say. List so it I was off. Like, There's a lot to unpack here. First things first, this is on the radio. Like, this is broadcasted to numerous people. Millions of people are listening to this. This is the height of Howard Stern. Yeah. I think he probably fell off a little bit after this. But, like, you're on the radio. You're literally saying these words on the radio, and nobody called in to shut that shit down. Yeah. I'm... Probably because nobody was listening, but, you know. No. A lot of people were listening. A lot of people agreed with him. A lot of people agreed with Ew. what he had to say, which is disgusting. Um, two, John, please shut the fuck up. She was not trying to leave you. She was trying to get away from you. Yeah. Like, she didn't care if you were trying to divorce her or whatever. Like, honestly, I'm pretty sure she said, fuck the divorce. I'm packing up and getting out in the middle of the fucking night. Like, nobody, you're no, you're no prize. You're no prize. No. You still aren't a prize. Like, you still are a bottom of the barrel. You're nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um, number three, uh, Howard Stern, fuck you. How dare you? <laughs> also, I can't even muster, like, you mustered up enough energy to push the air out through your vocal cords to say this dumb shit. And honestly, I think you should never fucking speak again. And everyone can quote me on that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... They're both no fucking prize. They're both fucking awful. And it's people. crazy the, how their relationship evolved. Like they they actually have a lot of stuff. Like the it's just gross. They spend a lot of time together. Yeah. And I mean that just kind of that just kind of speaks for itself. Honestly, I mean they had yeah. a fucking giant dick. They had a telephone like for John, to raise money to for raise this money, man. But he still ended up fucking broke, and neither of the surgeons got paid. So like I don't understand what he did with the money. He probably snorted it or something or drank it all the way because he is a piece of shit. Well, um, we do learn that he spends some of it on that Franken penis surgery. Yeah, which first of all, you got it back. Yeah, you're lucky like, that it was sewn on. So yeah. why are you gonna go in for an extension? You're lucky, and I mean, it's extension and like a width so too. With like just like add more girth, like and it just it's like out a fat. Really bad. Yeah, it's a fat transplant. Oh yeah, and of course because John is a piece of shit and he doesn't do any fucking research whatsoever because he doesn't have the fucking wherewithal or mindset. He gets a botched surgery, and literally that surgeon had been subpoenaed for multiple lawsuits that year yeah. because he literally botched every single penis surgery or whatever the fuck else he did. <laughs> and I'm happy that John sought out this man or that well, I think the surgeon sought him out and was just like, I'm going to get you know, a little bit famous off of this, but I'm glad he stole your money. Like, I honestly don't care that your penis is fucked up and it's probably still fucked up to this day. It should be. Hopefully no one goes near it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, a beacon of light. We finally meet fucking Regina, Regina Keegan. Um, Regina is a little late to the fucking party. Um, she, we first meet her and she's on the stand and she's kind of laughing and I'm kind of like, 
what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Leave the room. Why are you laughing? And I think it might have just been nervous laughters because, I mean, she honestly comes with receipts and just delivers, honestly. Directing your attention to the month of June 1993, did you have an occasion to visit the nail sculpture here in uh, Centerville? Yes, sir, I did. I was going to get my nails manicured and my eyebrows waxed. Do you know the person that did that work? Yes, she's sitting at the table there, sir. Was there anything about what she did to your nails that you felt was uh, incorrect? Um, the manicure was very bad, and um, my eyebrows were uneven. That testimony was extremely important, I thought, to show that Lorena suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder. So Regina pretty much sees all the bruises all over Elena's arms. Her whole de Lorena's demeanor just changes immediately. Like it's like a like a scared puppy, honestly. Yeah. And you know she's asking her questions. She's just like, "How do you get those bruises?" She said, "My husband did it." And Regina just honestly in that moment felt for Lorena and felt very scared for her, and she felt like she had to do something. Which this is the type of person that I would like to be in my life is a person that's willing to take action. The person that's not going to just sit idly by and just be like, "Oh, yeah. well, that's just kind of sad." Like that's really shitty. And not only did she take action in that moment, like later on when she learns about what's happening on yeah. TV, she comes forward. She, she comes forward. Does, she literally does the most yeah. like she does everything beyond like her power to get in contact with Lorena get in contact with her lawyer and you know figure this shit out yeah and I mean she was just you know she was just like really worried for Lorena she wanted to take Lorena home at that point and was just kind of like come with me like let me help you and you know Lorena was fearful of her husband and I mean of yeah. course like her fears were valid because the only things that John repeats to her all day long is I will find you you can't get away from me I will I'll have kill any you. kind of sex I want with you I'll yeah. rape you like I mean at that point what would you do like you're going to stay because you're terrified that he will find you especially if he's the only person that you have in America that can help you yeah or when I even help you that can do anything for you, honestly. Even though Lorena, she, Lorena was so much more powerful than John, and she didn't even know it. And I think that's what's so beautiful about this documentary is that we get to see Lorena pretty much find her confidence, find her power, find her voice, and just you know own her shit and just literally like thrive. And John was just stifling her the whole fucking time. Of course. And then some. Yeah, of course, and then some. But back to Regina. Regina pretty much explains to us that she was watching TV one day and she happened to look up and she saw Lorena, well, Lena, who that's what she thought her name was, was Lena, but her name is actually Lorena. And she saw her on the TV and she saw like the headline about how she, you know, cut her husband's yeah. off. She had she heard about like, the case and she knew all about know. it because it was so sensational, but she didn't con put the connection she there. Together. She was like, I've been busy. I have kids. She was like, I have a life. Like she, I mean, it, five months had pretty much passed since the beginning of the case. I don't know how much time had passed in the trial she had seen Lorena yeah um which obviously it probably was maybe like a few more months before that but she pretty much does what she needs to do she picks up the fucking phone and she gets shit done she calls Paul Ebert who is the district attorney that we talked to and I'm just like yes like that's fucking like do what you need to do bitch. Yeah. like you need to get on this fucking phone and talk to who you need to talk to get on the phone get on the witness stand uh, yeah. let's get this out and of course Paul Ebert he answers the phone he's just like hold on 
let me give you that private extension so yeah. you can go ahead and talk to, I think it was, um, talking to, she went to go talk to Blair Howard. Blair yeah. Howard is Lorena's, uh, yeah, is Lorena's. Yeah, Lorena's defense attorney. Defense attorney. And, you know, she rings the line, the secretary is upset because she's just like, I don't know who the fuck you think you are calling this private fucking number, but who gave I guess it I'll to transfer you. you yeah. Because Paul Ebert gave her the number and was just like, this is what she, like, call him, talk to him, and... That's when Blair Howard is pretty much just like, I can't really do much. Like, you can't really help me that much right now. But I will get you onto the stand. I will make sure that you get to speak your piece because you might be able to help us. But unfortunately, there's not much we can do about John because John is found not guilty, unfortunately. But Regina gets on the stand. She tells her piece. She talks about Lorena and the interaction that she had with her and all these other things and how, like, Arena, Lorena's, like, physical, like, appearance was, how she was emotionally. How she, she fucked up her nails and fucked, fucked up, up her, her brows. Up her eyebrows, which she was just like, I mean, it was a little ratch when I left, but it's okay. She didn't use those words, but she was yeah. implying. Like, Apparently she didn't go full Karen on. <laughs> no. I mean, of course she felt bad for her, but she was just like, I think she probably stayed. And got her stuff completed because she wanted to make sure that Lorena was okay and she wanted to talk to her and comfort her. Which, I mean, all applause for Regina. She did the damn thing. Like, she made sure that she was going to help Lorena get justice. So, <laughs> Regina's on the stand and literally the district attorney, Paul Ebert, doesn't even cross-examine her. No she literally follow-up. makes eye contact with her and she makes eye contact with him. And I'm sure they had, like, a little... You can't see this is not a visual medium, <laughs> but they know, had a, a face sh- off a little something, something, you know, a little scowl or whatever. She probably gave him like that look of like, you know, whenever your children are in trouble and you're just like, it's not a visual medium, but you know that look. Yeah. Um, he didn't even try to come for her at all. He at just all. was like, okay. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people, someone mentions in the documentary, oh, like, I feel like that he wanted to convict John if he could have, but he didn't want to convict Lorena. Which, yeah. Paul is just like, I plead the fifth. I'm not going to say anything, but he was just like, I did not cross-examine Miss Regina because I don't think that there was anything else that I needed to learn from what she had to say. Like, she said what she said, and that's what it is. So after that, we then get the state psychiatrist, and he talks with Regina. And when he talked with her, she was able to change his mind because beforehand, he basically said that Lorena showed no signs of PTSD from physical or emotional abuse. She had, like, no signs of being abused and stuff, even though she had literally 511 fucking people on the stand saying, she's been abused, goddammit, it, and we've yeah, seen it. the doctor so, didn't want to believe it until Regina came out. Of so. course. So he decides to get back onto the stand, and he is just like I would like to recant what I have said before I do believe that Lorena was suffering from um from post-traumatic stress disorder and that she was also suffering at the hand of her husband yeah basically something now we're all finally on the same page yeah now we're on the same page because that's pretty much what changed a lot of the jury because the jury was just kind of like well we need to prove well we need to believe but without believe beyond a reasonable doubt that Lorena was um, suffering from PTSD, that she was also, you know, like in that moment, not in control of her actions or her thoughts or anything, because that is the main, the main point of this trial is to be able to prove that. And after that, the jury was pretty much, I mean, apparently the jury was, was going, um, 
was agreeing with Lorena and kind of leaning towards like in her favor, but at the same time they also were kind of hesitant because they felt like they had to charge her with something. Yeah, because it, well, the thing about this case is a crime was committed, and Lorena yeah. even talks about that later. A crime was committed. It's just the matter of was it justifiable, mm-hmm. and that's where it kind of gets dicey. I feel like if anybody's All the sitting in, yeah. But, you know, the jury's pretty much just like, we've heard everything now. We are able to make a, you know, concise decision. And they decide to find Lorena not guilty. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, because she was found not guilty by reason of insanity. She had to she do a little to, time in an institution, yeah, 45 days. Be, yeah, she has to be committed to an institution, which honestly. Yeah. I'm glad. Like, fuck. Like, I'm glad somebody's thing. getting her help. Yeah, this is the first thing that like I think should have been done. Like I, I honestly, they should have been in counseling during the trial. Well, yeah, she should have, at least because John was too busy fucking whores and I don't know getting riding, his penis yeah, that was already yeah like, riding fucking horses. So that's pretty much the end of episode three. We just end with Lorena's trial. Um, episode four just gets more into what John and Lorena are up to, more so present day and also well what leads up to Lorena and John present day. Um, we're not necessarily going to go by the whole entire like layout of the documentary. Yeah, we mostly don't want to hear from John yeah. anymore. We can surmise it for you guys. We'll go ahead and like yeah, we'll go ahead and get John over with. We've, we're kind of rushing through this last little bit um, just to get it over with and so we can stay on our schedule and just also because nobody really wants to fucking hear about with John, John yeah. <laughs> and how he continually fucked up his life yeah. and just further validated the fact that he's a terrible person. Pretty he's much. a freaking serial abuser and yeah and all All of the above (laughs) um but yeah we open up with pretty much multiple women and they're just kind of like john did this to me and john did that to me and i'm like oh my god here we go yeah okay so i hope the people that found him not guilty kind of feel a little bit bad yeah i hope the jury is just like hmm like we said before honestly if lorena's trial went before john's things would have turned out so differently different but they wanted Lorena to go second to give themselves a little bit more time to prep. And also they wanted to push it back again because fucking Christmas was coming and it was sensationalized. Which, that whole shit, the fact that it was sensationalized, like, just pisses me off because it took away from the fact, like, the fact that they pushed it back so it wouldn't be during Christmas because it was a big spectacle pisses me the fuck off. What happened to the right to a speedy away. trial? Exactly. And it just takes away from the fact that she cut his penis off because she was being was abused. Being, he was abused. And like, him. how long did she have to continually go through like PTSD symptoms and this, that, and the yeah. other? Here and, on the TV, yeah, making jokes and shit. Like, she couldn't live her life without being exposed. To without what she, a camera crew trying to film in yeah. her house, without all kinds of shit. And it was just, it's just, it's always, it's just team too much. It's too much fucking bullshit. Follow John around, make his life miserable. He's the one that's an asshole, but he's also the one that's welcoming the media. Lorraine is just like, please leave me alone. Yeah, which shows you. Exactly. Who was, you know, who's doing the right thing and who's doing the wrong thing. John literally is like, oh, woe is me. My dick got cut off. But I'm also going to go like make three porns and also like fuck a bunch of bitches and then also abuse, work like, at the bunny ranch. Yeah. yeah. And also abuse three other women after I abuse Lorena. Like if you don't believe that John is a shitty person, like just look at his actions. Yeah. If you completely forgot about what happened with Lorena no if you completely forgot about what happened with Lorena and you just looked at the last 20 years of his life he's a shitty person person. and he honestly didn't I don't feel remorse because honestly I don't think that his getting him getting his dick cut off was that traumatic because and it didn't change him of course not (laughs) 
I mean, do you expect it to change if he got away? I mean, I, I just think it's like, you know, like certain times there's like lessons to be learned in life. Like life might throw you something crazy. And I feel like maybe it's supposed to be some character development. Like you but... have way too much fucking, you have way too much expectations for him. Like, no, no, I don't, it's not that I have expectations for him. Expectations it's just like, like you, you think, think that, that he's capable of much more than he really actually is. Not even really. I just think that like. If you get your dick cut off, that would be, like, the man's ultimate nightmare. And it's, like, that literally made... Like, you didn't stop abusing women? Okay. Why did they sew it back on? <laughs> Why did they sew it back on? I mean, he still would abuse women. He probably would have gotten worse even if they didn't, if they didn't put it back on because he would feel not masculine anymore. And yeah. He would just feel, like, Castrated. women are inferior and I have to, like, make them feel inferior with my... My inferior words and my feet and my hands and also putting them over railings and shit, um, which he did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to more bullshit that John was up to. So pretty much after he got off the trial, remember during the Valerian's trial, the whole entire media shifted against him and people were booing him as he came out of the courtroom. People were seeing his true colors at that point and people were also rallying for Lorena oh yeah people were rallying for Lorena they were very happy to see that she was found not guilty unfortunately she did have to go you know go to the mental hospital but um John just you know continues to be like I'm innocent I'm not I didn't do she was crazy because I was leaving her yeah I didn't give her orgasms that's why like she cut my dick off and like he's still doing like you know press runs which I'm just like who the fuck wants to have John Wayne got Bob at Gacy on their fucking program or like, like he did like appearances at gay bars and stuff like <sighs> you know the gays were there for Lorena why would they the gays were there because they just wanted to see John's dick you right you right and I mean also he he marked he's the one that marketed himself as a sex symbol yeah like that's the problem like I wouldn't even blame the gays honestly no John marketed himself as a sex symbol and that's exactly why all the events that he did after uh, the incident happened or sex all related sex related yeah. or were all trash ass TV shows or was all about talking about Lorena didn't get to have orgasms and that's why she cut my penis off like it was all just like about sex yeah it was never about any type of emotional abuse and then he wants to come to at us at the end of the documentary kind of and just be like Ugh. oh woe is me my mom you know she was abused she got pregnant and then she like left us I got raised by my aunt uncle and things like that and just kind of like talking about how I think he said he was molested when he was younger and he talks about all these things and I'm just like John I can't I can't I can't empathize with you I no. just can't because you it's beyond didn't try to help yourself at any capacity no. Lorena was literally worse off than John was even though the media and the public opinion of him was like we fucking hate him he still was not suffering as much as Lorraine Yeah, was. he still had his fan base. He did. And he had people supporting him and just cheering for him. But, like, he never took care or tried to take care and look into himself. He never tried to get better. He honestly just got worse and worse and worse as the time, you know, went on. And... Do I wish that somebody probably would have stepped in and, like, helped John out and get him a therapist? Probably so, because he probably wouldn't have fucking abused these other women after Lorena. But... That's his prerogative. He feels that he hasn't done anything wrong, that he's pretty much immune to any type of criticisms because Lorena cut his penis off, so then anything that he did before that, like, is null and void. But this is not the trial. We can talk about more than five days before. Yep. Like, we can talk about all the bad shit. Not only can we talk about everything that happened before, we can talk about everything that happened after, which just really 
it's like all the shit that he has done afterwards. I don't think there is a single redeeming moment. There's not a single redeeming no. quality, a single redeeming moment. He still can't hold a fucking job down. He's still a fucking alcoholic. He's still abusing women. He's still a piece of shit. He he's harassing Lorena. We see later on yeah. he's like sending her letters sending and her shit. Sending her fucking fan mail and shit. And I'm just like, leave this woman alone. Yeah. Leave her alone. Let her have her peace. She is doing better and you just want to suck her dry. Like that's all you want to do is just suck her dry. And we do get to see that, well, John does get a job. Um, <laughs> so John gets a job at the Bunny Ranch. Now for those of you who are not familiar with the Bunny Ranch or did not have HP Ho when they were younger, um, ooh, just told myself. <laughs> The Bunny Ranch is basically um, a place in Nevada where prostitution is legal. Prostitution is not legal all over the state of Nevada. It's only legal in this one county. It's specifically and not, not legal. Yeah, as I say, not legal in Las Vegas. It's like 30 miles away from Las Vegas. It's not. It's within distance. Like, you can... They have shuttle buses. John was actually one of the per- people that drove people from Las Vegas to the Bunny Ranch. Um, and he managed to fuck that up by letting an 18-year-old drive. A drunk 18-year-old drive. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure he didn't supply the alcohol, but he definitely supplied the limousine. And was probably also under the influence of alcohol, because... (laughs) I would not be surprised, because he's a fuck-up. But that was, like, his second job at the Winnie Ranch. His first job was to basically greet people at the door, and he managed to fuck that up for some reason. Um, Because he was, like, entertaining the 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 guys instead of letting the girls... Yeah, and process or sex work time is money okay so as soon as you walk this is what happens so you go to the bunny ranch they buzz you in they take your id they take your fingerprints don't ask me how i know this stuff um and they pretty much have the girls line up and they're at the bar or whatever and you know you can mingle with the girls for a little bit like a little cocktail hour and then you pretty much you know pick which girl that you want because i mean you're paying for sex so you get to pick which one you want and then you guys go off to the room and do your thing john would like literally stand at the bar get fucked up with the guests yeah them fucked up get them riled up and shit and then like the women aren't making any money because they don't make i mean they have like an entry fee but like they don't make any money unless things are the only person making money in that situation is probably the bartender pretty much and yeah and we do hear yeah we do hear a little bit from them there's a lot of like wonderful clips that we have deleted that we aren't including but there's a couple that like you just hear from sex workers and you also hear from the guy that owned the bunny ranch and the lady that was managing as well and it's just like everybody has a fucked up story about this man and their experience with him we were trying to teach him behind the bar but he wouldn't retain too much information he was kind of add and scattered a little bit so he was behind the bar we'd have to have another bartender behind the bar too because he couldn't take over that whole bar then we thought we'll uh, train him to drive the limo you give him a job to do, and he just didn't realize the gravity of it. That if you're supposed to drive the limo, you're supposed to drive the limo. You don't let like an 18 year old drunk girl drive the limo for you. We hated him around the customers. He, you know, he just felt like everybody who came through the door was here for him. John, you can't talk to him for two or three hours and get him drunk. We need to, we need to do that. That's our job. There's two sides of the really nice guy, very mild mannered, very pleasant. Then the stone fucking asshole from nice guy to fucking asshole in three drinks just like what happened the night that he only had three b-52s and three beers um we are supposed to believe that he didn't turn from not even nice guy piece of shit to drunk piece of oh shit. yeah drunk piece of shit <laughs> like that's pretty much all 
Um, but yeah, like I just I don't I don't really feel bad for John. Like I no, and I you know to a certain extent I do kind of feel bad for the lady that was managing the bunny ranch that had to get a restraining order from him. Yeah. But I don't feel bad for these people because they knew his history and they hired him anyways as a commodity. Oh, they just tried to capitalize on Which that. Which was mostly the guy that owns the bunny ranch, not really yeah. the manager. She was just like, "Can you please stop hiring him?" And he was just like, "Okay," and then like gave him one more fucking chance. Which I'm just like. No, you give him literally like a millimeter and he will take the whole entire radius of the earth. Um, But yeah, so John pretty much after kidnapping one of the girls from the bunny ranch takes, well, doesn't take her. She drives um, because he's probably drunk in the passenger side. Yeah, they were, air quotes here, in love. She was 19. Her name was Desiree and she just fell into this dumbass man trap. Ladies and gentlemen as well. Because, you know, we got we to gotta be equal rights. We're feminists here. Please know your worth. Please, please do. If a person is like 10 years older than you and you're like 19 years old, the, they're not, they don't think you're mature for your age. They don't. They just want to have sex with you and they want to groom you. Like that's just, it is what it is. Don't fucking think that they are in love with you because if they wanted to find someone that was suitable for them and they didn't want to change you or groom you or anything like that, they would find someone their fucking age. But clearly if their peers don't like them, red fucking flags everywhere. Red flags. Like, just don't. Do not run away to Niagara Falls across country with a strange man that you met at your job and he's a complete fuck up. Like, and she was 19 years old, so she should have, she, she would have known about this. Like, she knows who he is. Mm, she probably, yeah. I mean, because this didn't happened, like, what, probably, you probably got hired there, like, what, 15, 15 years I after mean, that incident? So, like, she I should believe, at least know. She could Google. Yeah. For I believe she that she, she knew. But she was 19, so she didn't have the capacity. Idiot. Like, there, there are certain instances where you can find in love where it's somebody that's older or whatever but this wasn't that in any no, capacity this, this and especially given his history it's just like and the way oh they my met. god like, it was just all all like this is like what this is what all parents nightmares are made out of honestly basically <laughs> your child running away with a person who is a serial abuser um but she runs yeah because off- at this point he also had gotten in trouble for things that had happened yeah. afterwards he got in trouble for some kind of domestic ass- yeah yeah he like was he basically was like he beat her up inside of the house and like kept her restrained on the bed and shit and like I guess some boy, some like nine year old kid was staying home. No, no, no. This is what happened with, that's what happened with Desiree. But something else happened before where he just Uh, caught like a slight charge and it was like him and some blonde girlfriend of his and he just like raped her and beat her. her, All the stories, okay, all the stories are the same. Basically. They're all the same. The Desiree one. Beat them, raped them and just pretty much held them. Like falsely imprisoned them. Yeah. Yeah. I had come back to make sure that the apartment was going to be taken out of our name into just his name. John flew off the handle and he beat me with just about everything that was loose in that apartment. John forcibly took me out onto the balcony and pushed me over the edge of the balcony and was holding on to me by my lower legs, dangling me over the balcony, threatening to drop me. People on the street saw what happened. 
He pulled me back up by my hair, by my limbs, drug me across the railing. And I was thrown into the bedroom. I was tied to the bed, stripped. He repeatedly raped me. He sodomized me. He told me that I was his Lorena now. And neither she or I or anyone that he had been with would ever escape him. Oh my God. So here's the cycle over again, repeating with another young girl who he completely took advantage of. She's in another state. She's been abused. And now this is just something that she's going to have to live with. So, and once again, John like didn't really suffer any major consequences from this. He's still a free man. We're still seeing him on his couch, getting pissed drunk in the middle of the day, still probably getting royalties off of multiple things, still getting notoriety, etc. even if it's for being a piece of shit. Well, he's not getting royalties because he got scammed. You're right. By his manager or entertainment manager, which... That's a whole other story. This is a quote from The Color Purple. For those of you who don't know what The Color Purple is, go watch it. Um, but their character, one of the main characters of Color Purple, her name is Celie, and she literally tells her husband, Mr., that's his name for now, um, until you do right by me, everything you do will like basically go to shit. And what happens in the movie? Everything, everything that he does afterwards goes to shit. And we and we hear Whoopi stand up in this uh, docuseries as well. So it's, Oh yeah, and she's just like, this idiot. These men are idiots. Like, they don't understand what it's like to be a woman. They don't understand what it's like to have to be, like, on edge whenever you go to a public place or just to even go for a fucking walk by yourself in your neighbor, in your own goddamn neighborhood. Yeah. It's a whole mess. But That's kind of really all that happens with John, yeah. though. Like He skips. pretty much just, like, doubles down for, like, I think this is, like, what, the 12th time at this point in the documentary and just, like, I didn't abuse her. I never abused a woman before. I did spend some time in jail. I got beat up in jail, thank God. And, like, just, like, some other bullshit. He's drunk again, still. Like, there's nothing... There's not really much to talk about, honestly. Like, John is never going to ever... Amount be to successful anything. or amount to anything. The most that he amounted to was in the Marines, which I don't even think he fucking retired. He just probably just fucking quit because he needed to drink more um, or was interfering with his drinking schedule. But, like, there's just nothing... There's nothing there. There's nothing to talk about with him. However, fuck John, we see that Lorena comes out on top. I started to go to shelters and talk about my experience as a victim of domestic violence. It was difficult at times to, to share the stories. But the more I talked to them, the more I found out that their stories are the same as mine. I realized that I'm not alone and I wanted to keep talking more about it. I was getting stronger and stronger. I was healing. And that's what lift me up and that's how I did it then we hear from Lorena's husband which it turns out she's got a husband and a little girl and she's doing great um but we hear him say some really nice things about her as well ever since I've known her she's always tried to help women and children 20 something years old you know struggling but also finding a way to go to the local shelter and buy you know eight kids and their parents Christmas presents She's not the messenger. She's the one that goes in and gets the stuff done. 
She's making the phone call. She's going to be the one meeting the women. She gives these women hope. And that's the most important thing is she's there for them. I basically serve people. To me, that was very important to, to give, you know, anything. We see the stark difference between the turns that Lorena and John's lives took, whether justice was really served in the courtroom when Lorena, uh, when John was found not guilty. Life really threw him a couple loops, at least. Like, he yeah. is washed up. He's a piece of shit. And Lorena is helping women. She is doing Actions. service to people. She is healing. She is... This is later what we're talking about. Like, whenever... We mentioned that, like, John... His actions afterwards did not reflect the pain and suffering that he said that he went through. Yeah. Lorena went through pain and suffering, came out on top. She fucking healed. She learned. She grew. Like, she did what she had to do. She got better. Of course, she never wants to be put in this situation ever again. Also, on top of that, I don't think she ever thought she'd ever be put in this situation ever. No. And, I mean, most people that knew her before the incident were just like... I don't even understand how she even got to this point because she's such a sweet person. She's just a kind person. She would never harm anybody. She, you know, is just kind of, she's, she was the perfect person to be groomed into an abusive relationship with John because John had all of the power. He had all of the knowledge of like how things work and stuff like that and how he could manipulate Lorena into believing everything that he says. And on top of that, like, he was abusing her. He had a strong, like, stronghold over her. She was afraid of him. She was in fear for her life. So, of course, she's going to do anything and everything that he says. She's going to believe anything and everything that he says. And now she knows that she is much stronger than anything that John, like, compared her to or anything that John said that she was. She knows that she is nothing. She's not that person. And she, she is she a holy gets, woman. She even gets the satisfaction of this man. It, she, there's a scene at the end where she is just sitting like at a table and she is surrounded by pieces of mail from this piece of shit where he's like, I'm thinking about you. And My then he wife, talks about like, what would have happened, how it would have been the ultimate love if they overcame this and got back together and yeah. all this bullshit. Fuck you, John. And it's like, it's don't like, ride on her coattails. Let her, let her grow. Like she, you're going to hold her back. Like you can't even help yourself. What makes you think that you can do anything Just the audacity to try and address that woman after everything that oh, you yeah. put her through, after everything that transpired. Which I'm surprised there's not like a fucking court order to keep them away from each other. Right? There needs to be. Um, but we'll keep him away from her, honestly. And keep him away from ever. that big gulp cup of his. There needs to be a court order to keep him away from Let that him too. Let him himself to death. I could care less. You're right. It'd probably but, kill him quicker if he stopped oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> but pretty much what happens to Lorena after the trial she gets in touch with her family her family flies up and they pretty much spend time they go to Disney of course and you know and McDonald's she, just, she goes to McDonald's and she goes to Disney oh yeah and you know like she's just you know having a good time being with her family and she looks very happy but she was just kind of like the things with my family you know like with the media attention all that stuff it just things were a lot different and she kind of had to cut her family off things just didn't work out and I mean they're from a very very small area like I think she's from Ecuador yeah and you know they're a little they're poor and stuff and she just kind of you know wanted to live her life for herself she didn't want to live it for her family she didn't want to live it for a man like she wanted to just live her life for herself yeah and I and think she, she became like because you know I guess in that 
point of time, people were just like, oh, you're a worldly woman. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like you're involved in all this yeah. stuff and whatnot. And she still continues to go on to college. She meets yeah. her husband, David. You know, she still gets oh, yeah. to have her own version of her Happy dream. fairy tale and yeah. all that stuff. Her American dream. But yeah, like she just kind of, you know, does what she needs to do. She helps women out and she just kind of uses her voice and uses her platform because, I mean, she's now famous. She is doing Helping activism. Women. Like yeah. she's literally doing what she She's literally said. She literally says towards the end of this episode, "I cut his penis off. Like, so what? Just leave me the hell alone. Like, it's over. It happened. Like, yeah. focus on the good things that I've done. Focus on the positive things that came out of this. Yeah. Because I mean, even if she did go to jail, she'd be out by now. And if he went to jail, he'd be out by now. But honestly, at the same point, I do think that Lorena would still be thriving, and John would still be a piece of shit. Oh, for sure. I mean, he's um, been to jail multiple times. Multiple so times. Course, yeah, he's, he's still, still allowed to handle shit. firearms. We see him like there's like a fucking montage of him. And with, he's like, a Donald gun. Trump supporter, which we're not surprised. Yeah, we're not at all. Uh, uh, mm. uh, yeah, when I saw that his license, his license plate literally is DJ Trump. It's. If you still support Donald Trump, I want you to take a look at John Bobbitt and Donald Trump and really think about yourself. Mm-hmm. And how. You should be ashamed. Of course. But, <laughs> um, yeah, Lorena does great. She, um, we open, they open back up with her on the Steve Harvey show and just kind of just like, I've, you know, been on multiple TV shows. I've talked about this. I've talked, you know on all these like reality talk shows or whatever and they just want to focus on one thing but whatever they decide to focus on that whenever they go low i go high basically yeah. she's just like i'm here to present my message they can make the jokes all they want to they she's can say like what i'm they still want gonna give them me. dignity and grace yeah but i'm still going to be lorena at heart and i'm going to show them that it doesn't matter what you've gone through. It doesn't matter if you've been abused or emotionally or physically. You can get out. You can get help. You can change your life and you can turn out to be just like me. You can thrive. Let that piece of shit just rot because that's all that's going to happen is they're just going to rot. Like they're a piece of shit for a reason and they abuse you because they don't feel good about themselves or they've been abused before and they need fucking intensive, intensive therapy. And... They don't really ever have the mindset to think, oh, maybe I should actually get better and maybe I shouldn't, like, put my hands on other people and, like, hurt them physically or emotionally. But that's a whole different fucking, fucking story. And also, my therapy is not free. So, um, I definitely think that Lorena is just glowing. She's beautiful. She's wonderful. Like, she is not the Lorena before she's not the Lorena during she is now a new reborn and she's also adult enough to sit and say yes two crimes occurred one didn't make the other any better I admit my guilt and I'm moving on and that really just goes to show because John's still like oh she's she's wonderful she's still like my wife and blah 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 Um, I also don't abuse women even though I've been to jail multiple times for abusing women he's gaslighting us and that's why I don't like him one of the reasons why I don't like him. That's like reason 88 why I don't like him. The rest, one through 87, is he's a piece of shit. Yeah. And he's an abuser. And, okay, I'm not going down the list, but yeah. you get the point. Y'all listen to this far, so you know that he is a piece. Yeah. Like we said in the beginning, it may sound like we were harping on him a lot, and we were just, like, kind of, like, shading him and, like, going in on him, but in the end, 
By the end of this podcast series, you will see that a life is more important than a motherfucking penis. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> uh, shameless social media plug here. <laughs> I'm going to make you stop saying shameless social media plug. Okay. We are at high time with your Say it with your chest. Follow us if you haven't already. Y'all been listening for a while. Uh, Come on, country <laughs> now get on down here to the social media if you follow us at high time for true crime uh we might follow you back yeehaw babies <laughs>